Oh, hey! My name is Elizabeth Henstridge and I played Gemma Simmons on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for seven seasons! Oh my gosh, seven seasons, not over it. Clearly not over it because now I'm making a whole podcast about it where I re-watch each episode with people who worked on it in front and behind the camera. We'll spill the tea with some juicy BTS, do a deep dive into the show, answer your questions and ultimately, hopefully, demystify the industry by sharing all the ways to work in it and the pathways to get there, challenges and all. I hope this podcast can inspire you whether you'd like to pursue a career in film and TV or not. My mic is named Liam, and you are welcome to be a Lilpid, which is our community name, because I love leopard print and my nickname is Lil. So with that, welcome to Live with Lil, the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hello! Happy Sunday. Oh no, (laughs) happy Sunday to me. That's when I'm recording this. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening. Oh my gosh, my brain is all of a flutter. Ah, right. So on today's episode, you might have seen it in the title, you might have already watched it on YouTube and you're coming here to listen to it all over again. We have Kobe Smulders, the one and only, who plays Maria Hill, of course, in all the huge Marvel movies, first appearing in The Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon, who co-created and directed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's all in the family. And we also have Michal Schick, who is a senior news and editorial writer for a website called Hyperball. And she covered Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the whole time, I want to say. I feel like we'll find out, but it feels like she's been there since the very beginning. And I just thought it'd be so lovely to have somebody from that side of things, an old journalist on. Gosh, we're going so highbrow this week. I can't believe it. <sighs> As if, as if, the amazing thing about this episode, (laughs) which we haven't recorded yet, so, you know, I'm just manifesting that it's amazing, obviously it will be because of the people that are on it and you guys listening, is that Michal emailed me and we were talking about her coming on and da da da, and she said, oh, I would love to come on for episode 120. And at this point, this was months ago, I said, oh my gosh, you're perfect, you know, let's wait till 120. So I feel like this is a meaningful episode to her. I'm not a thousand percent sure exactly why yet, because we haven't spoken about it, you know, leaving it for the live. So that's amazing. And then just to, I mean, I am freaking out that Kobe's going to be on. I met her years ago at a Comic-Con and I don't know that I really even met her when she came to set. Maybe I did for a bit. But then got to chat properly at a Comic-Con and we did a panel together and she was just so funny and lovely and just really down to earth and just absolute diamond. So I managed to get her contact details and emailed her out of the blue and oh my gosh, I mean she's just so lovely and so kind and so nice and I just she's a huge role model for me. She's had the most wonderful career. I think she's a brilliant actress and I cannot believe that she's coming on live with Lil. I mean, as if. Gosh, this time last year, if you'd have told me you're gonna be doing a YouTube and a podcast, Zach is gonna come on every week and he's gonna let you dress him in a velour leopard print suit jacket and 
then Kobe Smolders is going to be a guest. As if. I used to be so, I used to get so nervous about asking people to be on. Friends, friends of mine, I would get so nervous and just like stressed about asking people. And here I am just cold emailing Kobe Smolders out of the blue. I mean, no biggie. Oh, we've all come a long way. <laughs> oh, it's just, I'm so excited. I hope you are too. How are you all? I've been thinking about you this week. Uh, right, before I keep blubbering on, I'm going to get to some emails and podcasts. And I think having somebody like Kobe on and Michelle, who we we booked this in with her so long ago that this this today, like the lead up to today, has been a real time of reflection for me about just kind of this show and this podcast and oh, I'm just so proud of the community we've built and I just absolutely, oh, I don't know, I'm just so grateful for it. And interestingly, the reviews we've had this week and the emails have kind of been along the theme of reflection as well and just sort of, you know, a year ago from now, what a journey we've all been on. And Caroline has emailed in, say, hi, Lil. (laughs) I am homeschooling at the moment and it can get very lonely and boring and frustrating, but your podcast is the perfect way to cheer me up. I can hear your smile through your words and it always reminds me to think more positively. During lockdown one, I managed to persuade a few of my friends to start watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after I have been talking about it for years. Last week, we all watched the series finale on Disney Plus together and we all laughed and cried, stayed connected through the screens. It has managed to keep us connected to each other all the way through lockdown number two, which I will be forever grateful for. I am so glad that I can revisit the series episode by episode, week by week, alongside you as it has brought me great comfort over the past seven years and I am so happy that you love your work enough to experience it again and share so much with the fans of the series, getting behind the scenes from the show as well as getting to know everything that goes into a TV show has really made me appreciate this show that much more. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued dedication to this series and for keeping the fandom alive. Caroline... Oh, thank you for listening. And oh my gosh, homeschooling. I can only imagine. And it sounds like you're doing an amazing job, but I'm sure. Yeah, gosh, the loneliness. Definitely the loneliness. So much has changed. And on that note, a couple of reviews I'd love to read out. One from Megan, who says, I would highly recommend listening to this podcast as a Marvel fan, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, or simply someone who has an interest or involvement in the creative industry. As an actor in the UK, I have always had a very strong interest in working in TV and film alongside theatre work. The industry has taken a really hard hit due to the pandemic. Oh gosh, yeah, theatres have just really... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. That was me. That was not Megan. The industry has taken a really hard hit due to the pandemic and some days has been very hard in trying to feel motivated and present. However, finding this podcast and the YouTube lives and Elizabeth fantastic YouTube channel, Megan, thank you, have really lifted my spirits and I find myself feeling super relaxed after having listened or watched. Elizabeth has a kind tone and I love her sense of humour and it's very similar to my own. Oh, yay. Shout out to Zachary but Able too for being his fabulous self in being involved in monitoring the live chat. What a great guy. He really is. I have to admit, I found Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rather late, having only uh, started watching it for the first time properly last year during lockdown. I binged watching a lot of it in one go and found my brain clouded with nothing but Marvel and found it to be somewhat of a safe space during a tough time. (laughs) Elizabeth does a fantastic job in getting guests on the podcast from both behind and in front of the camera and it's lovely 
to be reminded of each episode and how people who worked on the programme came to where they are now. Behind the scenes stories and advice about the industry is invaluable and the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is being kept alive during these podcasts and lives is amazing. So, from an actor in Bonnie, Scotland, I say bravo, Lil. Keep doing what you're doing because I'm sure you've helped a lot of people through a difficult year. Stay safe from Megan. Megan. Gosh, thank you so much. What a wonderful review. Oh boy, I just feel so lucky, so, so lucky to have been on this journey with you all. And it really just made me remember that, yes, this all started, um, I guess, I don't want to say because of lockdown, but in a way because of lockdown. Well, yeah, I mean, it did because of lockdown because I wanted a way to share our final season. And then the podcast started after that. And it's mad to think of what we've all been through in this past year and what has come out of it and yes Megan please just keep hold on keep going your skills in theatre are so transferable to film and tv which is finding ways of getting going again and I do believe that theatre will get going again it's so resilient if anything is resilient it's flipping theatre so yes I just wish you all the best Megan thank you so much for your review okay I'm gonna try to get to a couple more there's been so many great ones thank you thank you thank you for rating and reviewing and subscribing it really really helps people find us and the more we can just spread the joy and the love the better so thank you this one is from Amy the Lemon oh I love it Oh, it says, where do I even start? The podcast has something for everyone. Fan of the show, this is for you. Want to get into the industry? Ah, This is for you. (laughs) Could I get a job as a voiceover artist, do you think? Secretly a Hydra agent, this is for you. Although, please do reconsider your choices. Things do not end well for Hydra agents, BT dubs. Just looking for something enjoyable to spend your days listening to? You guessed it, this is for you. Amy goes on to say, whether you're on a walk, doing chores or at school work, this podcast will brighten your day 100%. So yeah, keep calm and listen to Live with Lil. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Amy. Keep calm and listen to Live with Lil. Gosh, that's a mug, surely. Okay, let's do one more. Brienne? Brienne. Brienne Nicole says, after having the opportunity to be on the Zoom sesh during the last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. and having and sharing a spy's goodbye with Lil and Zach and the others who joined, I, of course, continued following along when Lil decided to start over from season one. As a more recent fan of S.H.I.E.L.D., a little over two years now, I think, these have been lovely episodes to listen to as I commute, hike, run, or listen in my downtime. While I'm not in the show business, I still feel I have learned a lot about it just by virtue of listening to all the chats between everybody. Their behind-the-scenes view into S.H.I.E.L.D. and what it was like has been marvellous. Thanks for an entertaining, enlightening, and uplifting podcast. Oh, gosh, I'm getting emotional even before we flip it well start. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brienne Nicole, for your amazing review. And thank you, everybody, that's sending in your reviews and your emails. It really lightens us up. Augustine and I, and I, I don't know, I don't know what that was. Did I go Australian? Augustine and I just love the interaction we get with you and reading the reviews and all the emails. And I want to give a big shout out to Augustine. Please keep this in. You are amazing and so talented and are going to go so far in this industry. And um, yeah, I'm just so lucky that you reached out to me and said, hey, would you want to make your YouTubes into a podcast? Oh my gosh, here we go. Yes, we've got some wonderful Reddit questions to come back to in the outro. So stick around for those. 
And uh, and yeah, let's get into it. This episode, I've just decided I'm going to be excited rather than nervous. I mean, all I really have to do is sit and watch the episode and have amazing people watch it too. Ah, it's episode 120. It is called Nothing Personal. It was directed by Billy Gerhart, who is wonderful Billy. It was written by Paul Spashevsky and DJ Doyle. And oh, let me get you the descriptione of it. Just when there's no one left to trust, Agent Maria Hill returns to team up with Coulson as S.H.I.E.L.D. is being destroyed around them. Hmm, not sure about the voiceover acting now, to be honest, but, you know, a girl can dream. Hey, welcome along as we watch this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. together. I am so happy you're here. Let's go! Welcome to level seven. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out shield. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We don't move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of shield. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, we have the dream team in the house today. Actually, all around the world today, I suddenly had a panic that I um, hadn't linked the Zoom to the YouTube. Anyway, I did so well done. You're doing, you're doing great. You're doing so great. <laughs> you're doing great. Technology. Um, yes. Hey, Kobe Smulders and Misha oh, Schick. Oh, hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you are both here and Zachary but Abel. Um, how are you both? Kobe, what's going on? Oh, I'm doing great. I am doing great. I uh, live in, living, uh, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. I keep Perfect. going like, what is the introduction now? Because my, yeah. you know, the default is, how's it going? Like, how so, are you? You yeah, know, yeah. so I'm trying yeah. to figure out what that new thing yeah. is. Like, how long you got? How, how much longer? Yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> You know, I, I haven't quite mastered that, but I am doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really, I, what I love about Zooms is looking at everybody's background. And I know mine is very oh, yeah. busy, but I'm I'm really, really enjoying them. And I'm also wondering why it is nine o'clock behind you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Not right. It is. I'm so glad you said, because this is another thing I forget to do, is um, this is my <laughs> nine o'clock. <laughs> this is my count thingy. So uh, stopwatch, so that when we press play, I press play on this and people joining halfway through can know where we are in the episode. I Again, see, I see. Rarely that's get smart. it right, that's but smart. that's what it is, yeah. And just a quick question, on the show yeah. you play somebody who's super tech savvy, right? Uh, yeah, like beyond. <laughs> I love that. Okay, great. Just, just, just checking. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Been playing her for played her for six years, so really learned a cool. lot. At work cool, cool, cool. These days. Yeah, really cool, just cool. came into real life for you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same method. Um, Michal, you're in New York, right? Yes. Yes. Perfect. And how how are you this snowy evening? You know, I mm. I've been saying as okay as possible. That's kind of yeah. been my line. And love it. You know it's again if if nobody's sick and and what you have to deal with is like it's a little annoying to get groceries and stay indoors you know yes <laughs> can't complain that badly we're doing okay aren't you you've got some bobbleheads yes and, bobbleheads yeah. plenty of books like yeah what else you windows. Need, really? we're good um I just realized I haven't introduced 
either of you. Um, so just in case anybody is living under a rock for the past 25 years, um, Michal Schick is a senior news and editorial writer, which what a great title. Yeah, my gosh, Thanks. I would have that plastered all around me if I had those titles um, at Hyperball. And is also, are you still doing your master's or have you done your master's in creative? I've done my master's. Um, so I have great. a couple of podcasts. I am an aspiring novelist and screenwriter. Oh my and gosh, I love it. Don't sleep very much. Yeah. Brilliant. Who Thank needs you. sleep? Um, and then Kobe Smulders. I mean, what can we Just say? Just a dumb old actor compared <laughs> to that one. <laughs> Just um. a dumb, dumb person who pretends to be other people. You do it so what well. What an idiot. <laughs> Maria Hilson's 2012. What, what? Oh, Jesus. In just oh, every Marvel Lord. movie going. Uh, that I can't wait to ask you all about and just a million other things obsessed with how I met your mother obviously stump town was just our favorite show so just a lot of amazing things and we're so happy that you're here I'm um, so happy to I, be here I think we should press play because otherwise I'll just chat forever mm-hmm. um if if you guys are watching start that clock get that clock three, going two. Oh, get that clock going <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll press play on one. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, so exciting. Oh, mine's really loud. Oh, I, I was up to the Marvel flip. I don't know if that... Did it go? Oh my gosh. We're off. Um, I, you start this whole episode, FYI, Kobe. Um, oh. And it was so fun because I haven't seen you in such a slick like suit and heels i have no idea what i'm wearing and i can't see anything playing on my screen so please give me a description of my wardrobe you're in a lovely it's such a great opening scene so you're in a very gorgeous suit with a bit of a pinstriped collarless shirt and you're on the phone to um Oh my gosh, who is it, Michal? Uh, uh, Pepper Potts, I believe. Pepper, yes, you're on the phone. Pepper, um, and you're basically gossiping, saying, "Oh, you're being followed," and then all the people that are following you mysteriously sort of collapse, oh and God. it means that Agent May is coming. It was just such a great, like, such a great walk and talk. And I remember it vividly, every moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my greatest acting achievements, I think, to date. There's it still was time, such a, but I don't know how. thrill seeing you on screen though again. So just... it was so fun. I mean, I rem- I remember. So this is the the 20th episode of the first season. I remember the pilot really well because Joss Whedon directed it, yeah. and it was like the beginning, and it was so exciting um, for Clark. Like I remember because we had just I don't remember like the exact time timeline of it, but we had wrapped. The first movie, and I think we all, I mean, spoiler alert, but Clerica dies. <laughs> <Could you? laughs> so sorry if I ruined that for anybody. But he died, and it was like so sad. And I was like, so, but it was such a great, you know, emotional moment for the other characters and obviously propelled the story forward. But I was like, what happens now? And then when the show came up, I was like, this is the greatest thing. So I was so, I was so thrilled to do that. And then when they asked me to come back and do this other episode, I was just so excited. It was just so cool to, um, 
to see this other world. It's sort of like what they're continuing to do in Marvel in terms of like the Disney Plus streaming stuff yeah. that you get to, like in the in comic books, you don't just have this one story, they like feed off into so many other different stories and you get to see that happening here in this medium is really cool. And this was sort of the first foray into it. So that was that was really exciting to be to be a part of it. I don't really remember what I said or did, but I'm glad that my suit looks good. Your suit looks good. You look good. You're just so great. Well, isn't I mean, that all that freaking matters in this world? I Seriously. mean, yeah. Well, your um, words sounded good too, and your face was doing good movie things as well. Yeah, and like my it, mouth well, was look, moving and saying the words. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. what else can you ask for, guys? It's just so, like, there's something about seeing seeing maria hill in the movies you basically opened the avengers it was you and sam jackson getting out of a helicopter and then just right, to yep. see you in agents of shield our show it was just it's so it's still when i was re-watching it this episode it still makes me go oh my god this movie star in agents of shield this this is so cool you're flirting with me in front of your fiance and i'm (laughs) really into it and i'll be honest it hasn't happened in a while by anybody (laughs) else other than my (laughs) husband for a solid year so i'm gonna take it i'm gonna just bathe in it yeah please do because i haven't been around many people since (laughs) i've seen my betrothed so like you know um when um when season one was happening of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you covered the Marvel movies before S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And then um, when... This oh, is actually you know? my first Marvel thing that I, I covered. It? Yeah. Oh my wow. God, that's so cool. Yeah, um, I was really into the movies, but I didn't, I wasn't writing about them. And right. I had heard, I was a big fan of um, Dollhouse, where yes. I found out about the amazing Marissa and Jed. Yeah. And when I heard that they were doing shield i was like okay sorry guys i'm covering the show this is mine um and that was kind of how it got started that way oh i love it and you asked so we've been emailing i mean when did we get in touch mika like um sometime when it was really dark back in 2020 wasn't it yeah Yeah. and you and we were chatting and i said would you like to you know would you be up for coming on an episode and you specifically asked for this one um it's such a great episode, obviously. Hello, Maria Hill, isn't it? But, like, why? Um, well, I love this episode because it's at a point in the season where I think it would be really easy to lose the pace. You know, you've been going and going and going. Like, episode 16 and 17, right, are, are like, when the yeah. big craziness happens. Um, yeah. And I think it would be really easy for things to fall off. But it's just, like so many controlled demolitions keep happening in the season and it it just gets increasingly exciting and you see characters going to places that like you never thought like i i i think it was this episode and the and the episode past um when chloe finds out about ward that i was just like oh i didn't understand this character until now and and suddenly like she's coming to life for me and I just, I love the way everything plays out. Like the Ward is Hydra thing just scrolled over my screen. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Because it can, I always think for writers, it's really hard to do the one before the finale. 
so but mm. then this is the one before the one before the finale that you're right that you could you know we had to time our 17th episode I think to the Avengers coming out when we found out that Hydra was a thing and then one of our agents was Hydra but then you still have quite a lot to build up to the finale with 22 episodes that that's um oh that's interesting that you felt like we could because I think the writers felt like that as well that with that reveal that they could all of a sudden then start to actually reveal different things about other characters and then other characters got to respond to Ward being Hydra and how they cope in those situations and that's cool that it was like interesting as a journalist to write about yeah no it, it really was it was I mean, it was, it was so monumental. It was like a bomb had gone off and like, yeah, you know, this, this little show that was just kind of like week to week. And then suddenly, you know, mm. this tremendous, you know, really, I keep using the word explosion, but it, it was kind of like an explosion. And then, you know, even with who knows what, when, and who is telling who, what, and, and, you know, we have a parallel secret with Colson and, and what's going on with him. I just honestly, like, it's so, I found myself like really tense watching this episode and I was like, I've seen the entire show. I'm not sure why I feel. <laughs> I know, same. Well, it's so lovely too to bring in Maria Hill when we're talking about Colson and and there being this. It 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 like warms my heart that Maria and Agent May kind of both had their eye on Colson and both have a love and respect for him. It was mm-hmm. just it was such a perfect time to bring you Kobe back in for the episode and so lovely of you because you are the busiest person in Hollywood so lovely of you to come back on tell that to my schedule I mean I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) maybe not right now but um how can I take you back to the pre-Marvel yeah I have um weirdly know quite a lot about this because I've listened to quite a few podcasts that you have done, Kobe, but could you take us through, I listened to um, uh, Life is Short. Yes, with with Justin. Yeah, Justin, yes. Um, Your episode on that is so brilliant. If anyone hasn't listened to it, go and listen to it. Um, And you talk about your audition process for Maria Hill. Mm -hmm. And did you did you go through full hair and makeup and costume for the screen test? Yeah, I did. So I I did a um, pretty regular audition first, which I don't even think Joss was in the room for it. I think it was just um, with the casting director. And um, did you know what was, it was for? No, I was about to say when I was doing it, I had no idea. Uh, it's, I think it was like female agent and and my husband, who's like a crazy Marvel fan, was like, it's the Wasp. It's for the Wasp. It's just got to be the Wasp. <laughs> um, and, like, let me just Google who that is. <laughs> let me just <laughs> get on my computer real yeah. quick. Um, so, uh, so I auditioned and and... And then, and then I was, uh, my husband was living and in, in working in New York at the time. So I went to New York to like be with him for a, for a period of time. And then they wanted me to come in and audition for Joss again. And I was like in New York City, I was like, I cannot be there tomorrow. But luckily, because I have a relationship with Joss, um, he was like, okay, she's fine. Let's pass her up to the screen test, which was super weird. Um, and really intense. Like, 
if you're an actor, I feel like any job you actually want to get, you'd never get if you're auditioning yeah. for it because yeah. it's just like, so you're such a wiener. Like you just like, <laughs> you're so desperate and you're yeah. just like, you, you just smell, Please. you just smell yeah. you're like just radiating desperation and need Tightly. and like a desire yeah. to be liked. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was what it was, but it, but the setup of it was like five brunettes um and like one blonde and I recognized like one of them just from I think we'd worked together on something maybe she I think she did a guest star on How I Met Your Mother or something and we all dressed the same which oh, no. was like you know a glorified yoga outfit like we didn't get like you know the, the Marvel treatment um and then we went through hair and makeup. Wait, did and they then, dress you? Did they put you in outfits? They did. They kind of put wow. us in like, you know, a black top and then like black yeah. pants. Oh my god! And then gosh. I think we might have gotten some kind of, you know, weaponry thing. And then, um, and then you had to be like cloaked. So that was always what happened in the early days of Marvel is you would be like cloaked anytime you went outside because there would always be people would be getting their pictures taken all the time and it was like back in the day of like what is the suit gonna like what is Captain America's suit gonna like who cares what Marie Hill's wearing but it was like they oh, were I just do. totally on the down low about everything so I walked even for the audition yes yeah that's so cool yeah, yeah. Cool. And it's great to audition for Joss because he wrote the scene. Like, I don't right. really, rem I don't remember the scene that well, but I knew it wasn't in the movie. So right. he like, wrote a proper scene that had like juicy stuff to do, not like, you know, spelling out what was, what explosion was coming up that Marie Hell always, like her, her job is usually like, hello audience. This yeah. is what's <laughs> happened. This is what everybody's <laughs> after. That's what we're trying to do. Bye. Um, so it wasn't just all of the jargon. It was sort of like, it was, it was a meteor emotional arc and stuff. And I got there and like, you meet Sam Jackson and you just like throw up. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Hello, sir. Like, I'm like, <laughs> Hello, Sam Jackson. just like, I don't even know what I'm like. I think I just like kind of did one of those glazes that I learned very well in my childhood. Like that's going up. <laughs> I'm not going to remember any of this. Um, and uh, did the scene and I kind of left it going. And Joss was very nice. Joss was around and he was, he, I did it a couple times. I think I can't, honestly, I can't even remember. And I was like, you know what? I did fine. I didn't get it. I did fine. I didn't embarrass myself or Joss because I think that was my yeah. focus. It was like Joss kind of vouched for me in this situation. Mm. So I felt very like nervous that I was going to come in and bomb. Sure. And then he was so, going to regret. Yeah. Had the material evolved from your initial read to then what you were screen testing? So this was the first no, time. No, I think it was the same scene. I think. I honestly, I don't know. But it was like a decent, like it was like a three page scene. Like it was a decent scene. Um, and you'd only done it one time before. Because usually by the time you get to a screen test, you've done it a few different times for different people. And right, you kind of got yeah. it out of your system. But then this is, yeah. I mean, full hair and makeup. Uh, obviously, you've done a bunch of work and, before and the cloak. you're auditioning. Like so... But the cloak yeah. is killing cloak. me. Yes, yeah. I'd and then it was also on. like you're, you're in this small room and like every woman is like at their own 
you know, station just kind of like, hey, good luck. You know, and everyone's obviously very supportive, but it's just like a weird. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's a weird Especially when you see versions of you there, you just go, okay, well, this is just a kind of crapshoot now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought I did fine. And then I, you know, I called, I called my husband who was like waiting by the phone. (laughs) How'd it go? Did you get it? Who'd you see? What happened? What were they wearing? Tell me everything. Um, and yeah, I was like, I said, just kind of what I just said to you guys, like, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. And then I got home and I remember like, like opening the be- a beer and it was like the best, like the beer, like a delicious beer. Cause it was so oh. cold. And I was like, Oh, forget it. We're done. It's done. And then Joss called me like literally I had maybe been there. I'd been gone for an hour or something. And, uh, and he called me and he was like, I think he said something funny, like, uh yes hello is this maria hill and i was like i'm sorry who is this <laughs> i was like hi how are you what's going on he's like you're and i was like oh yeah. you ruined my whole intro <laughs> yeah yeah so and then um, what was taryn's reaction to all of us since he was so he was he was he was so excited i mean it was also like you have to understand this is like it was early days, you know, like it was, I mean, looking back on it now, it's such a, um, such a fascinating time to be like involved in it. Yeah. But it was like, I, I was, I have to do research. I was like, I have to know, like, I don't really know who this character is. I don't, I need to understand the world better. I have to understand like, where are we going? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that like my, my vibe for the, whole that whole first chapter of it was like don't don't make fool of yourself like just don't just don't be dumb can I just show you this sure this is one of my most favorite moments of the whole show I I mean I can't really be showing this but I just have to just one second oh yes oh oh, yeah I remember this yeah 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 like stroll in there it was just such a great catwalk moment (laughs) oh Oh, that was like yes yes I mean I love Clark and I I would do anything for that man and he made he also made that first movie so much fun like it was so fun to do all like that because you had a lot of stuff with him yeah yeah we were we were together a lot and we shot in New Mexico and it was just it was so fun it was just it was so such a blast I mean, just nuts to think of that now. What? Yeah. When were you filming it? It came out 2012, but when did you guys start filming? I mean, it's funny because I was doing I was doing How I Met Your Mother at the time, so we must have shot over the summer. So maybe it was it's the summer so of 2011. Nuts. That would make sense. That was how. I mean, that's almost 10 years ago. How dare no, you? Yes, how dare you bring up? <laughs> time passed i'm happily living in a bubble where every day is the same it's groundhog day now and that's the only positive thing about this pandemic is like seemingly time has stopped (laughs) that means aging has stopped yeah that means there is no the the calendar has stopped going yeah exactly Michael, how has it been for you with being a journalist during this time and not being able to, you know, with Kobe saying everything stopped and we were saying before about Comic-Cons and who knows Mm. when they're going to, you know, San Diego. I remember that's where we would always see you at the round tables and everything. How is, I mean, TV is still being aired, 
do you still get access to people in the same way? How is that for you? So a lot of it depends. Um, it's sort of, I mean, it, it kind of goes by outlet, like how, how your outlet is handling each individual, oh, you know, Lord. thing. Sorry. Um, Lord, 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 Lord. Hang on one second. <laughs> Who is that? Does he want to join? Is there another human we can talk to? We could do with a guest star. Definitely. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is part of the the joy of living at home. Um, oh my gosh, tell me yeah. about it. Can oh, I bring I'm not my mom home, in too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody right bring their here. families yes. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So covering. Um, it yeah. really depends on yeah on, on how your outlet's handling things. Um, I, it was such a joy actually to have the final season of shield. Like I felt like it was like a lifeline just to, you know, have this thing that we Something didn't have to worry new, about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, we didn't even have to worry if like the show was canceled cause it was the last season and we knew. So it was like, <laughs> it all kind of go through that process together, even though you guys had gone through it like months before. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, it's, it's funny, like Disney has been, um, they're kind of like sliding into the Disney plus era of doing things. And like, so it's yeah. very kind of, you know, not everyone gets the screeners for everything. Not mm. everybody gets like the, you know, I, I think WandaVision, they only gave out the first three and then everybody's on the same like footing. Oh God, that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, you know, it's, it's challenging, but at the same time, it's also, it's kind of nice to, you know, lose yourself in the things that are just incredibly mundane and like, totally. you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I could just watch The Mandalorian. Like I watched it in December of 2019. Yeah. And, and it's pretty much the same for 20, mm. 25 minutes. Yeah. That's interesting that as, because as actors, you know, so much more stuff is streaming now and that I'm on a streaming show right now and it's all a bit different. Um, but it's interesting that it is on the other side of like the journalism side as well, that that's different to the access you get or the the screeners you do or don't get and when you get to watch it and that's kind of pressure though to because presumably you have to get your piece out really quickly as soon as it comes out because you don't get any heads up yeah yeah the um definitely when you don't have screeners for an episode it's a lot more challenging um yeah. the first season of shield actually I was still kind of like in the in the lower rung so I didn't have a connection I, I didn't have screeners um so I think the finale was actually the first screener that I got and um every week it was like wait a second what what am I doing like how do I you know how, especially if you're looking for like themes and you know more than yeah. kind of just what basically happened in the episode yeah um, I will say with you know, getting access to interviews and actors and writers and things like mm -hmm. that is a lot easier <laughs> during the yeah. pandemic because it's like, well, what are they doing? Probably the same thing yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Desperate to talk to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got so many, I mean, I spoke to, I feel like half the cast of, the, of you know, specifically for S.H.I.E.L.D. when it was ending. Um, and that was just, I mean, A, lovely. Um, and each one kind of felt like a little like, oh, this is probably the last time I'm interviewing with you for this. Um, but then also, you know, just just to have that, there's, I, when everybody's going through more or less the same thing on a global scale, I feel like yeah. it's just, you're all automatically like, yeah, let's just talk. Let's just, Seriously. you know, share. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of been, you know, th there are definitely downsides to it. And I do feel like there will be certain points when the content like kind of gaps in the content flow 
Um, but I, I, you know, for the most part, I think people are handling it very well. And I, I, I give so much credit to like the day-to-day workers on sets who are, you know, now doing all of their jobs wrapped in plastic and masks and things like that. And, um, basically just so people can continue, you know, this, this process. Yeah. Well, and talking about any gaps in scheduling, you know, I hear rewatching is a real big trend right now and everybody should be doing it like agents of shield i mean or how about your mother you know we've all done a lot of um, make or break it you know there's there's loads of them out there Um, so much content guys so much much content come on you'll be okay um kobe we just saw you do the most oh did we did i just jump over your question no no no, go ahead go ahead go ahead i just want to ask real quick we just saw you do this amazing one could say kick-ass fight scene where you basically just like take out all these yes. guys. Did did they say? <laughs> yeah, I know. The I remember one. this. Me, no, yes, I do remember that, that. this. Yes. <laughs> do you actually? <laughs> I actually do because I had the thought. Sorry, are you was sorry? Did you actually have something specific you wanted to ask me, or am I just talking over you now? Please talk over me. Please. Okay, Let's go. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking. Like it was so exhausting. It was so exhausting. And I remember having so much respect for the actors on set who were like doing this, like this was your job. Like every week there was some kind of sequence because the only stunt work I had done before was on the Avengers and it was minimal. And it was like, you know, there was like months in between each sequence. (laughs) And I remember just being like, (laughs) <laughs> that was so crazy and going I would never ever be able to do that every week there's no way but I do remember being very proud of myself and being excited about the challenge but then when it was all done going remember this <laughs> remember how difficult this is because it was it was and I find that with um you know, network television, yeah. um, because I did a whole season of Stumptown where it was kind of that life where like every, yeah. um, every week you were doing some kind of fight thing. And uh, it just like, you, you're constantly playing catch up. I don't know if you had the same experience, but it's like, I was on Stumptown, I was rehearsing the stunt that morning to shoot that afternoon because it was just like there's just no time and you were in pretty much every scene of that show too yeah 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 but on this it was nice because I knew that I was coming in and I can't remember the training for it right now I remember doing it and I think it was a little bit more on the fly um but and 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 then you just go the only reason anything like that is able to be done is because of the stunt team and your stunt double who oh, just yeah. like, who are the, the, the greatest heroes of, of any show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., any show where yeah. there is every week a big fight scene, it's, it happens because of the stunt team, because yeah. they're so good at what they do. And I remember relying on them a lot in Agents, and Shield, uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I remember that. As you should, though. I mean, that, that's their... That's what they they want, you know. Yeah, they want to be crazy and throw themselves <laughs> around. But you have to. I mean, you did Jack Reacher. Right, yes. Right? That must have mm-hmm. been a ton of stunts and like crazy. Craziness. Yeah, that was, but it, but again, like talking to the difference in doing an an hour-long series and then doing a right. film where 
you know, I started training for that movie two months before we started shooting. So like mm -hmm. on day one, I was like the best shape of my life. Like, let's do it. I know all yeah. these sequences already. What's up, Tom Cruise? Let's What's go. What's up, TC? <laughs> Not you and me. And you crush me. Um, <laughs> there is like this prep time and there's so much like safety involved and there's so much like just choreography happening. But for your show, I mean, it is like, I know that world now so well. It is so intense. So if, yeah. if an audience member is watching it, like I, I hope that people can see the amount of work and if it looks good and if it looks seamless and it looks real, the amount of work and effort that had to go into that sequence by so many people, like yeah. not only like the, the team, the stunt team and the actors, but like the crew who's probably maybe working on a second unit at that time. Like it's so crazy the amount of work that has to be done on these types of shows to like give you a storyline and then also a, a ton of action. Like it's a huge, it's a huge feat. Yeah, and, and fast too. Yeah. That's so, right, go, you go Zach, cause I feel like- I Well, that, a, a lot of what you just talked about was what I was, was gonna ask about was in terms of when you went from How I Met Your Mother into the Marvel universe that like, that's such a changing of gears. Cause mm -hmm. one, the, it's a film, so like the pace is far different. But how how did you approach that differently from, you know, doing a sitcom to then doing a film like you know that shoots for months on end and, and all of that? Well, I I mean, first of all, I think I'm very lucky because the role of Maria Hill, like how it usually goes, is they go, "Would you like to be in this movie?" And I say, "Absolutely, thank you very much. This is amazing," and then I show up. <laughs> Like I'll show up and it's kind of like, it's something I have to pay attention to because I'll show up on like day 20 and I'll shoot five days. <laughs> and then I go home for like <laughs> two months. And then I show up on like day 97. And I'm like, you guys, we're shooting a Marvel movie. This is so fun. This is an absolute blast. I cannot believe I get to do this. And they're like exhausted. <laughs> and I shoot for four days and then I go home. <laughs> so it's like, it isn't like, it is certainly the mental shift that has to happen is to be able to jump in and out of that world. And also it's very, is it a very intimidating space, you know, to be like yeah. in a scene with like Robert Downey Jr. and like Mark Ruffalo and the, all the Chris's. It's like, it's <laughs> so, so intense that you just, you just have to kind of rewire in that frame and, and do, do your best job. But in terms of like, you know, going from a sitcom into that, because I had so much prep time it didn't feel like it was so st it, it was a quick change it felt like I had the time to do the work and show up prepared and and and, and try not to mess it up um but physically certainly like I remember uh, speaking to like the world of stunts again I remember on the first one I, I went a little like cuckoo like I went a little like meth and actor like barf but I I went a little like um because I was, you know, I have this role and like I mentioned, I kind of pop in and out. So I'm not going to be in New Mexico for like five months, but I wanted to, I had never really done a role playing anybody in any sort of um, agent 
world, no cops or anything like that. So I was like, I really want to physically inhabit that per- that character. Um, and so like I hired this guy. <laughs> I laughed because he was really intense um, <laughs> and wonderful. But his like his job, like he trained SWAT teams. Like he's he oh was like gosh. he was like pro, pro. Oh my gosh, so scary. He came over to like my backyard, like in Venice. And we would be like rolling on the grass, like shoulder rolling and like showing me how to like clear rooms and work on my voice and all this stuff. And like took me to a shooting range because I'm very uncomfortable with guns. And I was like, I have to be comfortable. Like I have to like be in charge of this weapon and um, learn to respect that weapon and, and, and feel, you know, confident in that way. So I hired this guy to like do all this stuff for me to help me with that initial sort of changeover and um, to how, how to figure out how to do, to be believable physically, which I think is important whenever you're portraying somebody who's in a position of power um, or trying to be in a position of power, I should say. Um, so yeah, like that helped. And I would do that stuff because I show, I was so glad that I did. Cause I remember showing up on set and they're like, okay, like, props department's going to take you for a while and just like bring like show you out the guns and all that stuff and I was like I'm so glad I did that because I literally got like 30 minutes (laughs) on set you know because they're they're got 20 million other more important things to do so that was helpful for the initial transition and then um between like taking other roles that were similar to that and just doing it multiple times it, it got easier and easier but that was certainly a piece of it that I needed to work on first. That was so Very great because cool. it kind of changed the direction of the stuff that like maybe the way you were perceived by the industry mm. too of oh she's she can do everything she can do comedy and then action and uh you know uh not just action but like go up toe-to-toe with Samuel L. Jackson and hold your own in that room full of superheroes as an agent that's I mean, that's, that is such a range. I mean, well, I try, I tried, I tried. It's very, in- it's very intimidating, but it, that's yeah. why you hire people and you, you just, you fake it till you make it sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you put the work in though too. And it's interesting what you say about the body. Cause it does make, mm-hmm. I just bought one of these um, and I haven't used it yet, but it's like a little um, yes. sticker. That As you we put all, on your did we top. all just kind of yeah, go? Yeah, I was like, yes. oh no. Oh God, it it's all over Instagram. when you lean over. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, um, yeah, I think it is on yeah. Instagram. I think I saw it. Is it? it? I was like, Do oh I my gosh, to get here that I thing? was thinking it was just an organic thought. No, they're watching you. They're watching you. Seriously, yeah, they are. So, (laughs) like, hunched. Um, Elizabeth, did you have to do much training? Have you had to do like, was that a new world for you coming into this? Did your did your character have to do much of that, or were you always kind of? Um, She got to do more as the season Mm -hmm. as the seasons went on because you know there's only so much science you can do, I guess. Um, But no, I mean my. I was just, the new experience for me on S.H.I.E.L.D. was having a job and being paid to do it. That was, that was like, this was my first proper job. So I think the first season, no, I didn't have any of that stuff. And I was quite, at the start, they did around the pilot, 
I mean, for the pilot, they employed me for what was it, Zach? Like 33 days, I think. It was officially. a crazy long pilot shoot. It was just a yeah, crazy and long I worked three days of filming in that 33 days. Wow. So yeah. And were so you were were you great. living in California at the time, or were no, you no, not really? Did you come in so, for it? Yeah, right. they put us up in a hotel in Santa Monica. Zach and I had the time of our lives. We were yeah. like, oh my living gosh, so just living it up. Um, but I was back and forth to England and here and, um, you know, I was like, uh, they wouldn't pay me any more money. So I was like, well, well, you put me in a hotel for the pilot <laughs> thinking, oh, got it, quits in. And they were like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> that was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did do in that time, we did do a little bit of SWAT training, um, mm -hmm. which was so funny because I didn't use it till like three years later, but it's quite fun. We did the clearing of the room stuff. And again, a very intense individual that had scars sort of everywhere and you don't want to ask where they came from. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also remember like with everybody I've worked with, I was like, can I get your like um, contact information? Like say if something happens to me. Sure. I feel like oh you're God, the yes. person to get in touch with <laughs> yeah. to know somebody to extract me. I feel like totally, just to have yeah. that in my wallet. Go ahead just share my location. <laughs> yeah. Oh know. my gosh. Totally. That happens. That's happened to me more in, I have so many numbers in my phone of um, New York security people from doing uh, New York Comic Con. Michal, for some reason, we always would get escorted by some real like old school security guys that would yeah, be like, they're scary. take my number. You take my number if you ever need anything. Yeah. So I do have like Mike, New York, big It's always guy. Mike. It's always <laughs> Mike. <laughs> it's always Mike. Just 10 guys. Guys named Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Call in case you kidnapped. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Um, Michal, can you? So, when you started your journey with Shield, you were, um, you'd Sorry. asked to be on covering the show. My gosh, it's like he knows. If he wants to like, she's on. She's on. She's really? on. She's on. This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you worked up to be able to get screeners for the finale. How did you, can you talk about that process of how you got into it? Because I know a lot of people, you know, that might be fans now might think about covering a show or writing, writing reports for it. How do you, how did you do that? Yeah, so I kind of got into this by accident. Um, I, I came out of college thinking I was going to be a creative writer right out of the gate and that somebody was going to give me money to do that. And that, I mean, I apart from the fact that I graduated in 2010, um, which was, you know, not, you know, people weren't so interested in the, in the writing great. thing. Yeah. Um, so I did a couple oh, God, of, yeah. yeah, I did a couple of things. I taught um, kids for a while um, and then I... I'd always said that I didn't want to be a journalist um, because a lot of people in my life were like, oh, you're a writer. So that means that you'll make money by writing up real things in journalism and papers and things like that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not interested in that kind of thing. Um, and then it was like a funny kind of circumstance that I, I found myself on Hypable um, and they had posted a little ad that they were looking for writers. And I was like, well, OK, Um and, and I got it and it kind of went from there. But like to, I think to get into this kind of thing, it, it is tough because it is, it's a very saturated field. Um, and I think the, the most important thing to do is probably have experience and have a point of view. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody's kind of like still, I think creeping along, you know, the, the, 
there's, there's kind of no guarantees. Um, but like, but I was able to like dollhouse, I was able to write a couple of recaps for that. Um, totally unpaid just for a friend who was doing a podcast, um, who asked if I wanted to analyze some of the episodes and I was like, yes, please. And I wrote like (laughs) a lot (laughs) on those episodes. Um, and you know, just having that in my back pocket, just to, to show people, um, when, when I applied to Hypeable, um, and, Oh, that's cool. So you would say, have something that when you get the opportunity, that you can go, oh yeah, I have it rather than someone going, Hey, show me what you got. And you're like, Oh, give me a couple weeks. Right. And just that you've done it before. And so that like, you know, I feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't, this is not the hardest job in the world. It's it's definitely not, but like reviewing TV and things, it's, it's not as intuitive as you think it is um, Mm. because you do have to come to it looking for certain things and, and, and feeling out, you know, and, and like saying something is bad or good is not, um, you know, it's, it's not the whole story of a thing. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't mean to tell people how to write, but like generally it's, it's good to have some idea of what you're looking for artistically in a story and, and what you think that story can deliver artistically. Um, and that was something that I always loved with shield, but it was always kind of like, I'm not really sure, you know, and then, and then they would, show up every season with something else and it would be like this is this somehow works um you know and um but yeah having having things that you can tell people that you've done already being comfortable with the format and having a having a voice you know like if if you have a particular perspective based on your you know gender or your your whatever where you live anything um that that is more interesting i think than kind of just your like it, it helps you distinguish yourself um, yeah and then just also make connections you know like be nice to people if you if you have any opportunities stay in touch send holiday emails and things like that yeah such good advice it's the hustle isn't it it's the yeah which I think is just at every side god of a network god a network <laughs> it is guys <laughs> Yeah. The glasses are on and she's rolling the with the network. Oh. Intelligent insider. <laughs> Here to say you've got a network, you guys. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's exactly right. Uh, speaking of which, all, all our friends have just crowded into the waiting room. And Ooh. the episode is pretty much over. Colson has been revealed to himself um, with what happened when he died. So that's good to see for next week. Kobe, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I you probably with recite you. like this. You want, whose right? line do you want? Whose line do you yeah. want? Like, I know all, I know everybody's line. Everybody's, everybody's line this episode. <laughs> I would ask you for them, but you know, we'd probably get sued by Marvel, although True. I'm not working for them anymore. You you are so you know let's let's not ruin your career on one swell <laughs> youtube podcast um okay while ray b is connecting let's get marissa in here let's fill so many friends coming in hedge i want to see their yes. faces i know can you guys turn your camera around hi oh, here, here we go hi marissa. hi marissa how are you hi i'm good how are you good do you have a question marissa um, I did actually. Um, this is for Kobe. I know you talked about your husband 
and yeah. how big a fan he was of Marvel, like before you got into it. I think I've seen like videos of him too, talking about how excited he was when you got got to be in there. I just wanted what to know like said. after, <laughs> I would be just as excited too. I would be like <laughs> freaking out. So I just wanted to know if you like, you became more of a fan after you like were part of it or like did your research or anything. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I knew, I, I knew broad strokes um, but I think like, oh you know, it, it was interesting, you know, at that time or, or previous, I feel like to this generation, it was very sort of pro male, you know, so I was like, I loved Black Widow. I loved Wonder Woman, speaking of other just general superheroes. But when I started reading the comic books, and I got to know the smaller stories, and um, just learning about the world more, I was for sure a bigger fan. And it was a really cool world to be a part of. Right, I'm gonna see if um, we can get somebody else in before we say goodbye. Uh, here's Alice. <gasps> yeah, oh, she's adorable. <laughs> Alice Martin Barton. <laughs> How are you, Alice? Yeah, I'm good. Um, what is your question? Well. Obviously, you've been playing the characters for a long time. So do you find those characters, like, appearing in other characters you play? Oh, definitely not. We only, um, you know, per... I'm such good actors that everyone is different. Um, what a liar. What a liar. <laughs> She's using that. She is recycling that. She's recycling that in every character. Um, no, Alice, I mean, I think it's, I think that there are, uh, speaking to, for me, you know, I've, I've gotten to play um, a lot of women in the military. So there is a similar, um, you know, cadence. There's a certain, I don't know if you were watching earlier, but a certain more like physicality that, that you learn um, when you're somebody who, who's in service uh, that, that you can kind of use again and again. But you try to you try to be different. You try to be different with every character and um, and bring new things to each role, not only for the audience but for yourself too. Yeah. How about you, Zach? What, do you approach? What? How would you answer that question? Uh, I think it, you're always kind of bringing your essence in a certain way. At least, like that's what I have found is that there's some part of me that would fit into whatever those circumstances are. But it's hard to get away from like who you just naturally gravitate to that's been my experience yeah it's interesting what you say Kobe about the body because I really I do think physicality is a huge that's instantly something that you know you can have the same accent and same voice and if your body's different then that people are going to respond to that differently that's kind of a just going to clock that in my brain for any other auditions <laughs> what about you Michal like when you write for different when you're covering different shows do you have a different voice kind of that you use depending on the audience of the people that watch the show or if it's kind of for kids or for adults or um well I also trained with a SWAT team to learn how to write for uh, no he <laughs> <laughs> like, goes everywhere <laughs> yeah, you want the you're cadence like, to really be right that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it, it is a sort of like, I mean, it's funny because when when you're when you're a critic or 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 a reporter or anything like 
part of what you are bringing is is yourself, right? Like you you sort of been hired because you have a command of the language. Um, so it's more, I think, about about you know, not necessarily tailoring what what you write, but maybe tailoring tailoring your expectations for the art, you know. And I I think that that's a big part of it, and like being able to because like viewing. I don't know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not the same thing as viewing Game of Thrones, you know, like like approaching right. those shows to the same extent. And that that's actually, I mean, I have a whole rant about how people came to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being like, you know, expecting the Marvel, a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's something you've raised in other podcasts, um, but it's just like you have to kind of approach the thing on its own terms. Um, so that's that's how I I more think of that. Oh, that's really interesting. Talking about podcasts, um, just before we go, what are the podcasts that you do, Michal, that we can like give a shout out to? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I discuss um, everything Marvel, Disney, um, that kind of stuff on a podcast called Level 7 Access, which started way back, like at the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I popped in around, I think, season three. Um, and we're currently talking about WandaVision. And pointing out places where people are like there should be a shield agent right there right there <laughs> um but that's a wonderful show and um i'm adoring it um i also do a podcast called nice jewish fangirls which is exactly what it says on the tin um i cover the witcher books in a podcast called podcast of surprise and i do a kind of community podcast called the vassals of king's grave um I think that's all of my podcasts. Oh my I really don't more. sleep. You really do <laughs> I, not I sleep. don't, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Ah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for coming on this and with your very, oh my gosh, the words have gone. Um, with your, your not very much time. Is that right? Oh, yeah this is this is this is probably oh, time to please. end now uh, th- this yeah. was the highlight of my week already i'm just letting you know <laughs> well thank you so much and thank you kobe it was just such oh my a gosh thank you for you having me thank you all thank you nice to see you all so nice lovely. to meet you marissa and alice yes <laughs> nice thank to meet you too. thank you so questions. much yeah thank you thank you and thank you zach as always i feel like i didn't really let you get a word in edgeways today but thank you for your amazingness uh thank you everyone thank you <laughs> okay i'm gonna let everybody in from the waiting room it's gonna get crazy turn your cameras on everyone we want to see you oh my gosh we're back hello did you love that gosh i hope you loved that i Oh my gosh, all I remember is laughing. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at my own joke now, brilliant. Oh my gosh, how amazing were they? Sorry, I'm just going to take off my velour leopard print jacket. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating. That was so fun. I just, oh my gosh, I feel like full of beans. This is why I can never sleep on a Sunday night. Just oh just such lovely funny humans just so wonderful and generous with their time save the whole time and oh I just feel so wonderful I hope you do too I hope you enjoyed that do let me know um gosh Kobe's just so I mean I know that she's a brilliant actress and like a huge comedy 
actress. But she's just so funny and quick and kind and... I'm sure it comes across on the podcast as well, but on the YouTube watching it, she's really nodding along to everything that Michal's saying and same with Zach and just like really generous with her time, obviously that she gave a whole hour to this, but also just with her attention to other people's answers and really listening. And oh my gosh, I mean, the obsession grows. She is amazing. And Michal, I just think it's so wonderful to have somebody like Michal and also Michal because she's so lovely, just to show a different side to the industry that she writes so beautifully. I'm really excited about the scripts and the novels that she's going to continue to write and put out there. And yeah, do keep an eye out for her and for all her podcasts, of which there are many. Maybe we'll try and link them on the description here. Yeah, gosh, such talented, wonderful, kind, kind people and fun. Oh, gosh, I just feel like we're going to be all right. (laughs) Uh, After having conversations like that with people like that and Zachary Burt able there too. Oh, I just have a real sense of, yes, come on, we're going to be great. We're going to get through these difficult times. And, you know, there's hopefully maybe you heard something that was inspirational or something you maybe hadn't thought about. And just the capes. I cannot go over that they wore capes for the audition. I I mean, just holding your nerve in a room like that. And I loved also that Kobe was saying it was an intimidating space on those movie Marvel, movie Marvel, brilliant, Marvel movie sets. And not because anybody wasn't kind, but just because the huge names that were there that you have to go toe to toe with and hold your own in a scene and be fine with them only having half an hour to talk you through guns, which... I mean, gosh, thank goodness she did her own training before. But there's things like that that you do, you know, as an actor, and I'm sure on huge movies like that, that you do, you you have to have that, okay, I'm, I'm going to fake it till I make it, like Kobe said. I'm going to just do this and do it to the best of my ability and just, yeah, go toe-to-toe with these people. And yes, it's intimidating, but I'm going to do my best. And, and here I am, and I've earned this space. And because I just see her as the same as all the Chrises in those movies and you would never guess watching it obviously that that she had an ounce of feeling a bit intimidated so it's just good to remember that that you never know what's going through somebody's head and you know I see her as just being this font of all acting knowledge but for her to be able to share like, oh my gosh, yes, I was intimidated and you fake it till you make it. That's just, it's such a generous thing to share and something that I'm going to remember and hopefully we can all remember because we're all going to be in those situations where we go, oh my gosh, I'm out of my depth or everybody else looks like they know what they're doing and I'm the only one that's feeling like this. You never are and that's just, it's quite comforting, isn't it? And that if you just sort of, you know, put your mind to it and just keep going that, um, you know, you'll convince people that that you're meant to be there and you just are comfortable and everything's great. Ah, right, let's get to some of these Reddit questions. Thank you for sending them in on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Reddit page. Here we go. So, Agent Eddie asks, was it a coincidence that the scene with you and Ian takes place at a pool? at the end of this episode or was it a hint for your scene underwater in the season finale thank you such a good question um 
I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But we were very excited to have water and a pool. And that was a real motel. And there were real guests staying at the little motel house next door. So that was quite exciting because we were on location and it was a real place. So that was really fun. And those scenes were just fun as well. Actually, I think we're there in the next episode and some really fun scenes coming up. And I don't think that it was... I don't think it was a foreshadowing in any way, but they did ask me, I feel like, can you swim? And I said, yes, I can swim. Not the strongest swimmer, but yeah, I can swim. And um, I thought they were just majorly overreacting because I think they asked me around that episode and I thought, not sure I need to be able to swim just to put my feet in the pool but I mean it's good that you it's good that you asked me and then anyway I think they were actually asking me for the finale as it happens um some of those vague terrifyingly vague questions that they ask and then don't ask anymore because it often comes from say a stunt guy or somebody in props or somebody that needs to know for something they're prepping but isn't allowed to tell you why (laughs) but great question I don't think it was Shield Ops. Hi, I have a question concerning the PA thing. So last week we had Lissandro on, who was a PA on, who was a PA on Shield. For around a year and a half or so, I've been interested in a job in the film industry once I finish my GCSEs and maybe A levels. This is one choice amongst many others. Ah, oh, such as becoming a vet or a lawyer. If I do choose the film industry path, is it possible to work your way up to roles such as location manager or maybe even getting involved in casting? Or is this a whole separate process? If so, what advice would you give? love keep your options open definitely I think PA work is something you can for sure get experience doing whilst you are doing something else like studying to be a vet or a lawyer at the weekends or in your spare time I mean I know you might not have much time if you're studying to be either of those things but it is something that you can do days here and there especially when you're getting started so I would say things like location the location departments you would still get access to those people whilst being on set, but they wouldn't be. So they're more in the pre-production team. They're not necessarily on set because their job is all about prepping the next episode. So they'll go with the director for the upcoming episode and they will go and uh, show the lo- so show the director various different locations that could be, say, in this episode, there was a motel. So a locations manager would you know find different hotels that would suit the script and then take the director and the producer and the dps and the writer around those locations and then the director would decide yes i like this this motel because this is in this and then they'll coordinate with all the different departments like transportation say to say the locations manager would coordinate with the transportation and say yes okay so we can park all the trailers here we can have crew parking here and they would coordinate with maybe the local police department to say we need an escort here and then same with the ad department to say it's this many minutes from set so this is how many minutes you need to add on to the day of everybody's timesheets things like that so you're more in pre-production side if you are a location manager i do still think getting a pa job is a good way to get in and meet the people that know the location people you can also be a PA in the office so in the productions uh, in the in the production office rather than on the set there you would have more access to locations people because that's kind of where they are then in terms of casting that's a totally different done off-site 
very different side of it that being a PA you wouldn't really have any interaction with casting so they're two very different things but I do think you can also be a PA in casting you can apply for assistant jobs in in casting as well but that is very different you are not on a set you are in an office and actors are coming into your office to audition so um, yeah so they're they're sort of all different departments so locations manager would be pre-production in the production office uh, of which you can still PA in there to get experience PAs generally are in production PAs are on the set during the filming and then casting is a whole separate department that is usually outsourced but I do think PA is a great role to be able to kind of visualize everything that everybody else does um, and get a real sense of it and then just make contacts. I hope that helps. Dimension away, I absolutely love your character of Simmons and everyone else on the show. I wanted to ask you what who your favourite person to work with on set. Oh, Kobe Smulders. Hey. Oh my gosh, I mean, Kobe definitely, although I don't know that I've ever had any scenes with her. Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think I probably have to say Ian because I had so many scenes with him and I did love, love, love working with him. But gosh, everybody, I mean, Jeff Ward in later seasons, Deke was just so fun. Um, Watching this episode, seeing General Talbot, I just remember that scene and we all had to face away from him because he was eating that apple in our faces. So, he got so close to our faces. And he's just so funny. Honestly, it is almost impossible to keep a straight face in any scene. And I think you see in this episode that I sort of say my line to him and then turn away because I just can't cope with any more eye contact without absolutely losing it. Clark, obviously, is just the dream. Chloe, Ming. I mean, just, I can't have a favourite. But if I did, it'd be you. Um, Thank you so much for your questions. I'm going to leave it there. Um, I just feel so lucky to get to do this every week and share these episodes with you guys. And yeah, let me know other people maybe that you would like on other departments. I love hearing what you would like. I want to make this a pleasurable listening experience as well and a learning experience and an inspo zone. Okay, you guys, I'm wishing you, you guys, sorry, (laughs) I'm wishing you a wonderful week. I hope you go and fake it till you make it and just push out that good energy and just know that good things are coming to you. You can do anything you set your mind to. And I hope the people that we have on this podcast each week help to fuel that fire in your belly that you can do anything you anything you want. And if times are dark, the light is coming and you will help to bring it. All right, love ya, see you next week.